Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We're talking about some players you should not draft. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's happening, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's up? As you could see from our uh, the name of our episode uh, or on YouTube on the thumbnail, this is uh, this is do not draft player time. We did a bust so series. It's a little different. This is a little bit different than the bust series. These are guys that were just straight up not drafting. So what were you going to say? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, before we jump into our do not draft players, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at thefantasychampions. You'll like us at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friend. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe there as well. Click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below players that you're avoiding for the 2020 fantasy football season. Um, Rick, tell them about the draft guide. Guys, have you have you purchased the draft guide yet? Well, you should. It's only $25. Um, it is live. So if you buy it right now, you can go right into it. It's got full rankings. We got breakouts. We got busts, player draft values, player breakouts, or player breakdowns, and so much more. Um, make sure you guys tell your friends about it. That trophy I just showed to you, that's what you get if you win a championship. Hopefully if you have a fun league. <laughs> I mean, if you have a fun league, if you have a fun thing. Um, also, if so, let's jump right into the don't draft these players list for us. And I'll start with AJ Green. Now, you were kind of f- hesitant on this. Yeah. So obviously you can share your uh, disagreements. But um, the reason why I haven't been drafting AJ Green, A, is because I, I think there are plenty of guys around where AJ Green is going that right. would that lead me to options. believe that yeah there are just other options so I would rather take a Terry McLaren a DJ Chark a I don't know who's around <laughs> who's around those two guys I know you don't, I don't I know you don't like him but uh, Devontae Parker Cortland Sutton yeah so I'm like even those even those guys like I would rather take the youth and the exciting player over AJ Green, and uh, that's not the only reason why I think I'm I'm not drafting him no, in general. Yeah, yeah. But that just to start, like I I think there are just more valuable players around him. To the fact that I think his name is just like if he was a seventh eighth rounder, I would be on board. But I think that just the fact that his ADP is so high, right. it, it's all because of his name. But the ADP is so high, it just makes it hard for me to want to like draft him. Um, but that's not just the only reason. The second thing is that he, he gets he's freaking injured all the time um the last two seasons he's basically he's missed a whole season and then he missed half a season the season before that um this year he doesn't start off camp well with a hamstring injury um and he honestly has so many issues with his um he's so injury prone in a lot of different ways so it's like i just don't i don't know that he's going to be able to you know have a chance to um like produce the same way that he has already produced in the past. So for me, I I look at, I look at AJ green 
And I think his his injury problems, his ADP, and the fact that he is what twenty eight years old, I think all of that's just going to lead to um, issues for him. So I mean, in the long run, it it comes down to figuring out if AJ Green can actually have a productive situation um, in in Cincinnati. But I lost you, Rick, for a second. So. I know. I was like, "What the heck just happened?" <laughs> I can see you moving, but I couldn't hear you. But but anyway, yeah. So I rambled on about AJ Green for five minutes, not knowing what I was saying, trying to figure out how to get you back. But anyway, so yeah, injuries, ADP, and the fact that I think he's just he's a little bit older. Sure, the sure. opportunity's there, but I just don't think. I think there's so many. Though not only those options are uh, those situations are there, but you also have the fact that Cincinnati is still not. Even though Joe Burrow's there and their offensive line is slightly improved and there's some decent things there, like Joe Burrow is still like he's still young, and that off. I mean, and that offense still kind of blows. So it's like they're Short not going to go. They're not going to go from being one of the worst offenses in the league to one of the best offenses in the league automatically. Um, it's going to take time. And I, I just don't think AJ green has any of that left. I don't think he has time. So, so I think people are going to reach for the name and they're going to get disappointed. So I'm just sure. not drafting him because of that. Um, what I'll say about AJ green, about five minutes, I don't, I don't hate him, but the thing is like the wide receivers going around in his area. I'll, I'll just say this mm-hmm. guy are green, right? Diggs are green. Stefan Diggs or AJ green. Um, <sighs> Stefan Diggs. Terry McLaurin or AJ Green. Terry McLaurin. Hollywood Brown or AJ Green. Hollywood Brown. That one's closer to me, but yeah, I'm with you. Yep. Corlin Sutton or AJ Green. I mean, the 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 opportunity is going to be there for AJ Green more than it is going to be for Hollywood Brown, but I think Hollywood Brown has a chance to break out. So that's. I think he's got touchdown upside as well. Yeah. So Corlin Sutton or AJ Green. Corlin Sutton. Devontae Parker or AJ Green. Uh, Devontae Parker. Brandon Cooks or AJ Green. Brandon Cooks. <sighs> Michael Gallup or AJ Green. I would take Michael Gallup. Yeah, and then probably Debo or AJ Green. Uh, I would take Debo because of the upside. <laughs> yeah, so now, now we're going into like the eighth round. Here. Yeah, it's, Will Fuller, AJ Green. Now see, you, that's I'd, where I would get kind of like yeah. even. I'd even right. out. Right. So yeah, he, he's just he's just about two rounds too early, honestly, because he's going in the sixth round. But that's the and name value. Got, what'd you say? It's the name value. Right. He's, and you said um, he's got opportunity. I I don't know how much opportunity he's actually really going to get. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, he's going to get opportunity, but not as much as I think some people think with Tyler Boyd there, mm-hmm. John Ross returned to practice. And I guess had a, was looking really, really good. Um, AJ Brown left practice because he got injured again. He had a hamstring injury. AJ Green. So, so. Yeah. Uh, who did I say? AJ Brown. Yep. Yeah. I meant to say AJ Green. Sorry. He had uh, a hamstring injury and left practice. So, yeah. And there's also T Higgins there. So, I right. mean, even though I don't think he's going to do too much, he's still like mm-hmm. a, the fourth option and we'll get some work. So right. and Joe Mixon will get his targets as well. You know, every Bernard will get some targets. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, unless the Bengals throw the ball like 650 times, I mean, right. I don't know. I, I think AJ Green will still get some work when he's healthy, uh, but that's when he's healthy. I, like, he's going to miss at least like probably like three, even if a healthy season for AJ Green, he's mm-hmm. still going to miss like two or three weeks. Um, he's not going to yeah. play a full 16, I don't think. I, I just think there's other guys in the board that I would rather He's take. kind of similar to T.Y. Hilton to me in that context. Sure. Um, just that, like, you know, obviously situations have changed for T.Y. All these guys are both very talented wide receivers. They've been good Absolutely, over their career. Yeah. You know, is there a chance that A.J. Green gets opportunity in that offense and ends up being really good? Yes. Sure. But you're 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 looking at two seasons ago. He's super talented. You're looking at 2017 A.J. Green 
and going, Oh, that can happen now. And it's like, it's been two years of him dealing with injuries left and right. He never completes a full season. And yes, when he's on the field, he's good, but it's, it's just, there's so many things are against AJ green that it's just like, I, I, I can't buy him. I'd rather have the youth and, and, and the upside from the guys we just referenced than have AJ green. Who's an old man. Like, does he even provide a good floor like Bob Woods? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think he's on the floor like Robert Woods does. Yeah, I I just that's a guy. Don't draft him. Just avoid him no. altogether. It's not worth yeah, it. Unless he falls like three rounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second guy on our list is Levy on Bell. We're cruising, mm-hmm. cruising through these. We might have time to talk about Baker. <laughs> Let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Um, but so Le'Veon Bell, interesting situation. Last year he was our one of our busts. Um, sure thing he did bust. That was uh, he he busted last year. Um but this year I put him on the do not draft list because last year I was like, eh, he's gonna bust, but should I draft him? You know, I tried to trade for him a couple of times just because of the opportunity. You don't want him in the first round, but right. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people were like opportunity especially last year, like to so much opportunity. It's the same thing they're thinking this year. He has so much opportunity for Le'Veon Bell. I think we're going to have some issues here because Adam Gase is an idiot. That is, yeah. First off, very Adam, true. Adam Gase is a complete moron and they signed Frank Gore. And I, I would initially think that Frank Gore is not going to take reps from them. But more recently, I'm going to pull up Roto World so I can I can actually get the quote if there is one. I, I was going to bring up the same thing, I think, so, that you're going to pull up. Let me just let me look it up. But yeah. Frank, Frank Gore, they said they're going to basically utilize him in that offense to get Le'Veon Bell off the field. So uh, Rick Simony, I don't know how to say your name, bro, but he works for ESPN. He reported that the Jets offense's plan is to lessen Le'Veon Bell's workload by utilizing Frank Gore. Basically, the only thing to keep Le'Veon Bell in the situation where he could produce enough fantasy points to be relevant was his workload. Right. Because he's not, he's ne- even when he was with Pittsburgh, he was not an efficient running back. He was 0.7 fantasy points per opportunity, sometimes 0.68 fantasy points per was, opportunity. Was, that was in like full PPR leagues. That was in full. That was like in a full PPR league with those situations. The big thing with, that he was getting was 380 touches. Right. He was almost touching the ball 400 times, and that's why he was finishing as the RB one a lot of years. And when he was, you know, really good and in Pittsburgh. So, but that's not the opportunity he's going to get with the Jets, and that showed last year. And that was one of our points of why he was going to be a bust. If the workload lessens even more because of Frank Gore, it's not going to mean good things for Le'Veon Bell. No. You know, and I even if he's slightly more efficient than he was last year, if he's got less yeah. workload, then it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter at all. So uh, that's why I'm not drafting him at all. I'm staying away from him. I know it's a cute pick. You have a big name, and it's like, wow, that looks really good. But if he was in Pittsburgh, yeah. he'd still be a top top uh, first round pick. But <laughs> because he's with the Jets, he's yeah. I mean, completely worthless. last season or Adam Gase said that last season that he used Le'Veon Bell wrongly or like poorly. Yeah. And he wants to change it this year. Um, and he said like, he wants to pace it out better with Bell, yeah. which is good for in theory. And it's good for like the team, but that just means he wants to give Bell less carries. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Bell's still going to like, obviously Frank Gore is not going to steal right. the starting Completely job disappear. for Bell. Bell will be the starter, mm-hmm. but 
he's not going to get the same amount of work that he was getting last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still a crappy offense. It's still a crappy situation. Yeah. Uh, I think I feel much more comfortable with Bell in the fourth round, but where he's going right now on sleeper, he was 29th overall. Yeah. Uh, which, and in a lot of like the our home league that we did, round. I think he was the first pick or the, he was the second pick in the third round or something like that. Second or third pick in the third round. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's going in like the middle of the third round in pretty much every mock draft they've done with right. which to me is just too early for a guy who's probably not going to get um the workload that he needs to produce those kind of kinds of numbers i think he will be more efficient this year than he yeah. was last year because he was just so bad last year mm-hmm. that i think with a healthy sam darnold um a slightly better offensive line and maybe a better usage of his work yeah. that he can be more efficient but it's not going to matter with the amount of work that he's going to need to be Mm -hmm. a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 that you want to draft in that. And I think the other thing that people are kind of just completely disregarding at this point is um, Le'Veon Bell is getting older. You know what I mean? And he's not... He's for running back as well, for, running, for a running back, 28 years old is definitely a lot older. And it's like there's there are guys... Like, like the usually in the third round in drafts, whether it's 10 team, 12 team or 14 team, you usually have a third round running back who's young and can break out Aaron Jones of last year. This year, we don't have that. I, I have not seen a running back in the middle round no. in the third, not in the middle round, but in the third round that can can do the things that you would anticipate a younger running. Back it was to Clyde. Do. It, was. it was Clyde. Clyde was yeah. going to be the guy. And then he, he ended up a first round pick. So. But the this is what this is what goes to draft strategy and why I think this is probably the best year that you could ever think about going two running backs in the first two rounds. Like, yeah, I don't think there's a situation unless you're in you know unless you're a top three pick in the draft. You know what I mean? You're probably not going to get it. You might get an Aaron Jones if you're like first, second, or third in the second round. Yeah, um, but if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're a first, second, or third pick to start the draft in the second round. When you get back to your pick, what is that? Pick 21, 22, 23, 24. Yep. Your, your best mean, option yeah. is going to be Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler. So <clears throat> unless you're in those spots, you don't really have the same opportunity. But anyway, unless you had any other thoughts on Austin, uh, I mean, uh, wow, Le'Veon Bell. No, I, th- I think we can move on. Okay. Um, at the tight end position, we have Austin Hooper. We talked about him on the bus show. I want to reinforce it on the do not draft show. Um, <laughs> it's just, we'll, we'll reiterate. Away. I, I think I think a lot like the name value is putting him in like the eighth round for tight ends. And it's really, 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 really stupid to draft him. And I don't I don't. This is not a for me. I'm going to give you the facts. You're not stupid for believing in a player. So I have players I believe in that other people don't believe in. Kenyon Drake is my guy and he will always be my guy. And there are some people who just hate Kenyon Drake and that's fine. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you the facts on why you should not draft Austin Hooper this year. It's simple. Austin Hooper is in an offense that doesn't throw the football a lot. Kevin Stefanski coming from Minnesota. He did not throw the ball a lot in Minnesota. He's not going to throw the ball a lot in Cleveland. If Cleveland, even, even if Cleveland does throw the football a lot, they still have. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, who they didn't get rid of. Kareem Hunt is probably going to be a slot receiver. And then and then you have you still have Nick Chubb there. And it's like, like, where is Austin Hooper fit into that outside of just his blocking? You know what I mean? In terms of receiving. Right. So don't look at last year's numbers with Austin Hooper and think that that's just going to translate now to Cleveland, right? 
So a, for me, it's going to be a lack of passing opportunity for the entire offense. Like this is why I'm not super hyped on Odell. Like I would love for Odell to have a really great season, but because of how much they're going to pass it, I don't see a single receiver getting over 120 targets on this team, especially not. I think Austin if there Hooper. is one, though, it'd probably be it'd Odell. Probably like, be Odell. But Austin yeah. Hooper, I would be, I would be happy if I was an Austin Hooper owner. He have he had 80 targets. And, I mean, we've talked about, but that's like, yeah. what is that? Like tight end 10. Yeah. Not even <laughs> 80 targets. That's like, I mean, uh, tight ends don't get a lot of targets. Don't get me wrong. If you look at the top, no, targets it, they don't. Tight but ends. Still. We just lost you on the uh, YouTube channel. My camera died and oh. no battery left. So you can't see my face anymore. Well, you can hear our voices still. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, actually that would be around like the tight end 10. Yeah. 10 and 11. Right. in that range yeah um, i mean it's it's tougher for me I, I think when you're talking about in drafts like like when we did our mock draft yesterday and you drafted hunter henry i feel like you're safer drafting more talented guys in the seventh eighth ninth round and and drafting skill positions than drafting you know a tight end to fill sure. a spot because i feel like a lot of people when they draft like we had our we had our our, our, our home league draft like we said on on tuesday show this past weekend and there were people who were literally drafting just to fill roster spots yeah all the way until later in the draft a mistake and, and i'm like you don't do that you you like i don't even draft everyone everyone mocks me at our draft for not drafting a kicker or a defense <laughs> and i'm like it's just because i'd rather have skill position players like i don't like yep. i can make the decision on the defense and the kicker later i'm gonna stream them anyway it doesn't really matter but it's like it's the same thing with the tight end position where you can wait until the 13th, 14th, 15th round to get a good tight end. And you don't need to go out and draft Austin Hooper or Darren Waller or even Mark Andrews to have a really good tight end. You know what I mean? Like you can wait until the later rounds in the draft to do that. And so it's like for me, you know, in relation to the Hunter Henry situation, like that's why I would never draft Hunter Henry and I would draft Hawk and Gesicki over them because... I'd rather take the tight end later in the draft. So it's the same thing with Austin Hooper. You're not getting the value back. I don't think he's going to be a good value. I don't think he's going to produce enough fantasy points to be a good value for your team. But it's not even just that. It's the fact that he's getting drafted far too early at the tight end position for me to even consider it. If he was a 12th, 13th, 14th round pick, I would be all over it. I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll take a flyer. You know what I mean? He might actually be good. But I just don't think there's anything about Austin Hooper. Like When you look at George Kittle... When you look at, you know, Travis Kelsey, even Hawkinson, to some respect, you know, he hasn't had the breakout yet. But, you know, you look at those players and you think they're talented, like they're good at tight end. They're good pass catching tight ends. They're good at the position. I look at Austin Hooper and I'm just like, he's just right. he's got good hands and he's a good blocker. And that's essentially that's all he is. You know what I mean? He's not a transitional, you know, tight end talent. Like he's just he's good. He's, he's, he's the job. He's done. very solid. But yeah, no, he's not. He's not like a Travis Kelsey. Or gets gets the job done. So he's just never going to be that. And that's why I'm like, I always like to draft for upside, which is why I'll go like Gasicki. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Hooper. Mm. Like I said, the values there. So I think he could definitely like be like Hooper and break out a little bit in 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 Miami. But as far as like uh, as far as like Hawkinson, I think Hawkinson top, top ten tick, pick. He's a like a he is a transitional tight end. Like he's in a couple right. of years, he's going to be like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about Austin Hooper multiple times in the show. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski last year, 
was the offense coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. They used a two tight end set mm-hmm. um, and they ran the ball a lot. That is exactly what they're trying to do in Cleveland. They have Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt. They're going to try to pound it down the middle mm-hmm. or to the outside, but they're going to run the ball um, with two tight ends, Hooper and Njoku. That's why they didn't want to trade David Njoku. Yeah. Uh, even though they have Austin Hooper there, they were saying, well, we're still going to use you on the field. You're still going to be a starter. Both those guys are going to start. They're going to only have two wide receiver sets, and they're going to run the ball. Last year, the Vikings had 466 pass attempts. That was awful. That was was 30th in the NFL in passing attempts. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to – I think they'll throw the ball more than that, but how much more than that? Yeah. They only threw the ball last year 539 times, which was, I think, like – like around like 20th in the mm-hmm. league right. in pass attempts. So it, they're going to throw the ball even less than that this year. There's just not going to be enough targets to go around Frost and Hooper. I think he'll be efficient. You know, he might get some red zone touchdowns. He might get some big third down plays. He's going to be a great player for Cleveland, but he's one of those players that's going to be really good football-wise. But we're, if we're talking fantasy football, he's just not going to be as productive as you're going to want. Yeah, right, right. Um, unless you have any more thoughts on Austin Hooper, let's move on to our final segment for the show. This or that. Boom. I sure, wish I had like the audio track for that. This or that. <laughs> no, Rick was not the voice at the beginning of our podcast in case you were confused. You were confused. You're like, wow, I didn't know that was Rick's voice. Um, <laughs> so the first one is Matt Breda, ADP 905 or John, uh, Jordan Howard, ADP 902. This is an interesting discussion. This because, is so tough because uh, I know you took Jordan Howard and Jordan I, Howard would be the guy that you would think like is the, is the I'm main back sure for them. Matt but, Breda was off the board in our home league when I took Jordan Howard actually, but yeah, oh, really? I didn't take Jordan Howard. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think for for me personally, I would probably say Breda. I think okay. Breda. I think Jordan Howard's more consistent on field in terms of like not getting hurt and getting sure. consistent production. I think Breda is insanely, insanely like good at times, and then sometimes he just disappears into nowhere land. I think right. for what fits the Miami offense with where they're going. Mm-hmm. i.e. Yeah. to a tongue of Aloha, sure. you know, the fast receivers, you know, on the team and, and the, the way they want to play, Matt Breda fits it way more than Jordan Howard does. So I think they're going to try to go RBBC. Would, that would be my expectation. And then Jordan yeah, Howard's going to get yeah. the goal line work. But there is an opportunity for Breda to come into this offense and be something really good. He's going to be the pass catching back. Jordan Howard's not a great pass catcher. So he's going to pass catch in that offense. Um, if it's an RBBC and he's got pass catching upside, I think Breda gets more opportunity. So I would take Breda over Howard at this point. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I at this point, you're splitting hairs. I, I really don't think either one of them is going to give you any kind of significant difference or upside. Yeah, I mean, so what I'll say, I actually think they're both worth the risk, though, okay. because of the fact that if one of them goes Just down don't take both. For e- for e- for e- <laughs> but if one of them goes down for even like COVID... Um, right. the other is going to be really solid, I think, because of the, just, just surely based on work, like they might get like 25 mm-hmm. to 30 touches a game. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I have to choose between these two guys, I am probably just going to take Jordan Howard just because he consistently has gotten, um, the carries wherever he's gone, even mm-hmm. in Philly, he, 
uh, got more carries than Miles Sanders right away. Right. Um, I think Brady has an injury history as well. I, I just think he's Jordan the Howard pick. Jordan Howard is um, the king, the king of losing his job. I know he's the gross safer pick though. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. he's got the higher floor than Matt Breda. See, that's my thing um, though, is that like in the ninth, in the ninth round, mm-hmm. are you drafting for floor? Or are you drafting for ceiling? And I feel like in all my yeah, ninth round I mean, picks are ceiling. It depends picks. how my draft went to be honest, but usually I'm drafting for ceiling. So, I mean, you can make the argument. Yeah. For either. I, I'm not like crazy about either guy. Uh, but I probably push yeah. comes to shove. I would take Jordan Howard, but I okay. actually wouldn't blame you. You can take Breda. Yeah, I, I think I just uh, sheerly on upside. I take Matt Breda. Um, yeah, and that's fair. I think uh, the the next grouping is Mia Cole Hardman and Sammy Watkins. So Mia Cole Hardman's ADP one oh one eleven oh one, and uh, the oh. ADP for Sammy Watkins is thirteen oh two. This one I feel like it should be a relatively easy one but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. So I would take Hardman um, just once again, upside. I know Watkins is a little bit later in the draft, so it's kind of like easier to take him and sure. he's probably going to start over Hardman at the beginning of the season when he's on the field, catching passes from Patrick Mahomes, Sammy Watkins is good. The problem is he can't stay on the field. So, right. Obviously, you have that problem with him. I've talked about how I think they're going to trade or cut him at some point. I think he's primed to get his job taken from him at some point in the year. And I think Hardman's going to be uh, is going to take his essentially just take his job. It depends on how much work they give Hardman. But if he gets like 100 targets, I think he's a decent play. And um, yeah, in happy PR and standard leagues and in full PPR, he's probably going to finish a lot lower because he's not getting that opportunity. But I think for me, you know, based on sheer upside and and the fact that he's just at any given moment he could catch two touchdowns in a game and just be ridiculously good, it's me at Cole Hardman. Um, Watkins yeah. is okay, but no, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Hardman just takes over the job from Watkins and he wins the job yeah. uh, as the starting receiver. But even if that doesn't happen, right. uh, yeah, Watkins has not played a full sixteen games since his rookie season, right? Uh, I, like you said, you, you think he can get cut or traded. Mm-hmm. I think a perfect fit would to be treat him to Green Bay for like a, a third or fourth round pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be um, a good pick, a good landing spot. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, there's also been some rumors. I mean, they're rumors, so take it with a grain of salt. But I've heard that he, he's been like kind of frustrated because he wants – I mean, he wants to stay at Kansas City because he likes to win, but he's been kind of frustrated for not getting the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, so he might want to, he might want to, I mean, there's an off chance that he requests a trade and goes to a crappy yeah. team that needs a wide receiver. So fair enough. I mean, there's just a lot of question marks at Sammy Watkins with Hardman. Uh, there's still question marks, but it's more of just the, question get the opportunity. How many targets? Yeah. He's gonna get. Right. Not really the same as, is he going to be on the team? Mm-hmm. So I'll take Nicole Hardman. Okay. Nicole Hardman. I got Brady. You got Howard. This or that complete. Um, that will complete this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. And I believe we, we cruised in under 30 minutes, wow. which is a new record for us. <laughs> Might be. Don't forget to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Buy the draft guide, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.